We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Hey everyone, it's me, Veda, the God of Justice, or was the God of Justice. Yeah, about that. You'll find out this season. Well, anyways, stopping by here to thank our patrons. We have our dragon patrons, Chris Slate, Darkwing MT, Evie from HR, Glassman93, Mandy Johns, Much to Learn, Rick Haberlin, and The Seven Sins. Then we have our Minotaur patron, Clinkster. Then we have our Cobalt patrons, Daniel Paleolo, Dead Dog 47, Kobo RX, and Remington Cloutier. Thank you guys so much. You all are awesome. Now, everyone, hope you enjoy season three of Fumbling Four in the Almighty Crit, the Gods Campaign. Let's hope we can get our God Sparks back. Well, welcome back to the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. I am the Almighty Crit, Aaron, and it's season three. The gods have fallen. It's time for an epic campaign. But before we do that... I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> we have to introduce our players, starting with Mark. Hello, my name is Mark. <clears throat> uh, I will be playing the paladin... <laughs> known as Benir Pinebraid. Please tell me he's going to have a Kermit the Frog voice. No. Damn it. <laughs> Hi, ho. Um, Daniel, I play the sorcerer known as Byros. Oh. It's not his full name, but that's what you'll get. <laughs> I'm Michelle, and I'm playing Nim Silverleaf. She's a druid wood elf. I'm Ariel. I'm playing the human fighter Veda. Okay, what's the question of the day? I was like waiting for Aaron to say it, but then he just kept going with yeah. everybody. I did. So. I forgot. I forgot how to do it. Yeah, have to have it. Travis introduced. Yeah, <laughs> that's my introduction. I'm ruining everything. Still, <laughs> I'm Travis. I'm here on this episode. That welcome to the new season. I'm playing a character from a fantasy game. We'll all meet him later on. Enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, is this the next forty minutes? Is just me doing this? Ah! Nope. <laughs> All right, question of the day. <laughs> Roll some dice. <laughs> What's something you like to do to wake up in the morning? <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> I'm going to let Mark go first. <laughs> I drink coffee. Oh, well, goddamn, that wasn't impressive. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Aaron. <laughs> Jeez. I took a massive shit. <laughs> I'm Aaron's Mark, and as soon as I wake Aaron. up, I take Aaron's massive shit. 
<laughs> no, I think uh, this is Daniel, by the way, for those who are listening. <laughs> no I way. think um, I'm probably like Mark. I got to have my cappuccino only because I need to drink enough water or else I will get a headache. Not to, I don't drink enough during the day. So that makes me drink enough water to keep from getting a headache. It's the caffeine, not the water. I don't think there's a lot in it. <laughs> What's you, Michelle? Nothing makes me want to get up in the morning. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. Oh my God. What's the first thing you do? I go take a shower. Mm. Okay, I pee first and then I take a shower. <laughs> Usually that's why I get out of bed because I have to pee in a can. Otherwise, yeah. The Gross. Fact, the fact that I have a job that I have to go to. Boo. So uh, what I do in the morning to wake up is take my Adderall. Adderall. That wakes me up. That does wake you up. ADHD for real. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I uh, get out of bed and I go brush my teeth and I. I I'm or during your drive. I do a brush my teeth while I'm driving. Uh, I go back to bed. Oh, God. I didn't he just drives around question. the block. Drives around the block and then goes back to bed with foamy mouth. Uh, that gentleman has rabies! <laughs> I was like... Uh, I wake up in the morning and piss excellence. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you think about that the entire time we were giving our answers? I he, he probably thought of it two seconds beforehand. Oh, yeah. His mind is drawing a blank. He could have oh, just said he took oh. some massive shit. <laughs> took a massive, excellent shit. Aaron's constantly thinking about piss. So, mm. <laughs> Welcome to season three. It's all water sports. It's all water sports. Oh, God. Well, with introductions out of the way... Let's get this season started. Do we have a recap from last episode? We do. Uh, I was hoping some we shit wouldn't. happened, and what? it was messy. And now we continue with season three. <laughs> so, so continue. I was waiting for the fart to be done. <laughs> Daniel. It first started off as a low bear growl, and then was a pop pop. Hey, so I got a recap here. So the gods fell. We all got our god sparts back. We are now still the gods of what we were. Nope. The end. <laughs> nope. Sorry about you. <laughs> season three concluded. <laughs> Let's start season four. Oh, my God. So if you want to recap, <clears throat> at the end of season two, all the gods fell from grace. Every single one of them come colliding to the ground. Or uh... we pick up is five years after this fall. Mark. Yeah. You are wandering through the desert waste. You're doing your daily scavenge to see if you can find any sort of anything out here, really. Armor, weapons, food, goods, anything to sustain another day. As you're wandering... You see a large glowing object just off the distance. It's almost like an amber hue, but it sparkles in the sunlight. I will approach. As you trudge through the sand, your armor sinking you more and more into it. 
with each step you take, the sand beats against your armor and your face, and it's it's grating. It's it's tearing. It's just hot, humid. It's it's just terrible out here. As you finally reach this amber glowing object, you see it is actually a very, very large sized amber rock that has a crack down the side of it. The crack extends from the base almost all the way to the top. Can I see anything inside? Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll me perception investigation investigation mm. even worse oh wow that is a 13 it does appear like there's something inside as you kind of brush some of the sand off that's gathered over the last looks like a couple years you managed to make out a silhouette of some sort of humanoid figure I am going to take the kite shield off my back and strap it to my arm and use it as a uh, kind of like a, a really big pick and just start smashing the crack and see if I can't crack it open. Okay. Roll me an attack. It was a 15. So with the first hit, it sinks in and you've chiseled a good chunk out of it. You can feel a cool wind kind of blow out of that chunk too. Hmm. I'll give it another smack. Oh, it's even better. 18. So as you hit it again, another large chunk falls off and you're starting to get to the center and another gush of wind hits you. One more, one more. Uh, that is a 16. Again, another large chunk and at this point now you can almost see into the center as you peer through the time the, the large hole you've made mm-hmm. you can see that it is a some sort of female uh, is that crack deep enough that I can um, stick something in and pry the like two halves apart it appears to be yeah uh, I'm going to put my shield back and grab my glaive and um stick it in uh, butt first and I'm going to use the handle as a pry bar and basically try to pry the two halves apart. Roll me a perception as you're grabbing the clay, your glaive. Uh, 17. So just off the side, you do see that there is a bastard sword. Why break my weapons? And I'm going to grab the bastard sword and use that instead. Okay. So you drive the bastard sword into the crack you've made and you begin to pry. Roll me a strength. 19 plus 3 equals 22. So as soon as you begin to pry, you start to feel the blade give way. You can hear it screeching like it's going to shatter any moment. And that's exactly the time when the this amber rock cracks right in half and releases this large gust of wind. I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. That would be only a five. So as this large gust of cool wind hits you, you begin to be disoriented and dizzy and you fall unconscious. Veda, 
you hear and this darkness that you're in what sounds like the a chiseling of metal against stone and then all of a sudden you're blinded by a bl- bright light and as your eyes adjust you notice you're in the desert and next to you you see this minotaur clad in this makeshift patchwork armor unconscious holy shit holy shit where is that fucking rabbit I am looking around frantically for that <laughs> rabbit uh roll me a perception uh, just gonna say I'm rolling with my new fan roll dice <laughs> gotta throw that in there gotta throw that promotion Woo. in and for 20 not an ad so as you frantically look around looking for this rabbit you see nothing but desert waste Okay, I have never seen a rabbit like that before. Oh shit, that was terrifying. (sighs) Excuse me, sir, I'm gonna start um, trying to wake the Minotaur. As you touch his face, you get a shock. And you burst to sudden fire fire. No. You burst out of your slumber just suddenly and you are aghast. You start gasping for air like it's been taken from you for a long time. Are are you okay? I'm going to stand up and um, try to get my bearings. (laughs) Um, And He's going to, like, shake his head and not acknowledge the person at first. He's going to pull out a bottle of wine from a satchel, and he's just going to chug the whole thing down. And he's going to, like, throw the bottle behind him just randomly and then turn to you. Like, still, like, half cross-eyed and everything. He's like, "Who, who are you exactly? My vision's blurry. It's very bright. Um, my name's Veda, and I'm like <clears throat> searching because I'm noticing now that I have nothing but my clothes on. Uh, <clears throat> are you okay? You were unconscious. I'm fine. You, <laughs> I know. I just didn't hear that name. What did you say your name was? I'm like still like. <clears throat> Hold on. Looking around. Uh, uh, my name is uh, Veda. I need, I need a drink. And he's going to pull out another bottle and chug it down and, like, rub his eyes as he drops it. And he's going to look at you. Do you have any more of that? Not for you. Aw, oh, <clears throat> damn. Well, I tried. It's been a while since I've had a drink. But, um, <clears throat> he's going to look at you and he's going to get, like, like his nose is going to be like almost touching yours and he's just staring at you and he's going to huff like through his nose at you and then he's going to turn around and start walking away um you can follow me if you want shade but and something to eat but I'm not going to talk to you I mean I guess that's your choice um do I see any of my stuff anywhere? All you see around you is the bastard sword. Oh, and I'm sword. dragging the bastard sword oh. with me. Uh, you don't see anything around you. 
nothing except for the amber rock, which you've now gathered you were inside of. Son of a bitch. All right. I'm just going to start following him. So as you guys begin to walk. I'm headed to the temple. Okay. So as you begin to head towards the temple, the bastard sword that you're carrying jerks you back and you get knocked right on your ass. Um, hey, are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I've been fine for years now. I'll be fine. He's going to stand up and try to continue. So as you attempt to move forward, it jerks you again. This time, not terribly hard, but it begins to float in your hand and pull you in a direction. That's some sort of sword you got there. It's new to me. I'm going to like turn and look at the direction it's wanting to pull me. So it be it looks like it's pulling you closer to what you know as the oasis. I'm going to look at the, does the sword have any markings on it? Nothing. It looks like an old rusty bastard sword. Mm, fine. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Follow me, I guess. We're going to go to the Oasis. And I'm going to start walking to the Oasis. Well, I'm going to have to. I don't really have shit right now. My yeah. shit's gone. <clears throat> but yeah, he's just going to start, like, walking to the Oasis. If that's where the bastard sword wants to, is pointing him. Okay. So There's got to be something there. As we're going, have you ever seen these gigantic rabbits? Gigantic rabbit? Like, I've seen mm. rabbit folk. This was not a rabbit folk. This was com- this gigantic rabbit could completely infer, completely. Um, if she's, like, walking behind me, I'm going to stop and turn around and, like, hold up my finger and be like, I have words to say, but I'm gathering my thoughts and I... I trying to hold my temper and he turns around and starts walking again <clears throat> he's an odd fellow just gonna keep following him okay so we'll get back to you two ampersand yes you wake up and you flutter your eyes and as you look around you see you're trapped in some sort of or you notice in the palm of your hand that there is what looks to be a broken sword. You have restricted movement, but you can move. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to start trying to swing the broken sword and, uh, and sludge cord sludge cord, you son of a bitch. This isn't going to stop me from beating your ass. I told you to stay out of my bedroom. You keep coming in there, throwing your shit all around. I don't know what you did, but I'm going to kick your stupid frog face right the fuck in. Get me out of here. So roll me an attack with a minus five penalty. (laughs) Okay, that is a seven with my my penalties. (laughs) So as you're swinging it, you kind of scrape across the side a little bit, but that's about it. 
So uh, roll me two more. Okay, that is 16. Okay, so with that one, you manage to chisel out a large chunk. And you can feel fresh air breathing in. (sighs) I don't know what you did, but I'm going to find you. You keep throwing your shit underneath my bed, and it's not cool. (sighs) You fucking sludge cart. Get me out of here. No. So I'm going to, I guess I'll swing. I'm going to try to punch my way through this opening. Okay. Oh my god, 18. 18. With a minus five? Oh no, 13. 13, okay. Because I'm just so, knocking off my. Uh, that negative five is just knocking off my bonus. Okay, so you use your fist and it comes crashing into it and uh, it really fucking hurts. So I need you to take. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. You're going to take I don't know a whopping four points of damage How to your hand. Four. four. Jesus. Like half his hit points. I know. <laughs> I fucking hate you, you stupid frog. And I'm just going to, the other hand, I'm just going to be using the uh, sword like a chisel. And I'm just going to be chiseling down. I hate you. When I find you, I'm going to turn you inside out. I'm going to use you like a coin purse. I fucking hate you. So as you're chiseling, you hear footsteps on the other side of where you had made the hole. Okay, I'm going to push my eye to the hole and look around, look through it. As you push your eye to the hole, you see two fingers poke through the hole. And the stone just rips in half. And standing in front of you is a cloaked figure wearing the the cloak looks worn, brown, tattered. You can't make out his face. There's some sort of darkness under the hood. He looks like a a wanderer, someone who's been out here for years. Is he he taller than four foot? Uh, He is about... 511. Okay. All right. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you, weary wanderer. I'm looking for a, for a short, small frog. I'm going to kick his ass. He keeps throwing his garbage in my bedroom. Um, where? Where am I? The mountains. <gasps> the mountains. Home. Home is always calling. Have you seen a filthy fucking frog? No. All right. I'm going to pat him on the back with my hurt hand. Thank you for getting me out of that. Whatever he did. As soon as you reach for him, he grabs your hand and throws it back to you. Whoa! And says, don't touch me. (laughs) Uh... All right. A uh, little kind of uh, upset there. How? Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to drop the uh, broken sword and I'm going to reach in my pouch and pull out a corn dog. Here. Uh, you been... reach for your pouch, but it's not there. 
Sludge cord. I'm so tired of this shit. Weary wanderer, what is your name? Go south. What? And he just turns and begins to walk away from you. Okay, you've been visited upon by the god of adventure. And you leave? You just turn around? You failed. I now you take failed. Ah, well, thank you for letting me out of the stone. You don't have a name. You're awfully short. And I, I don't have a single corn dog to eat. And it's all because of that fucking frog. Go south. You'll find your ally there. And Go he south. Drops a, he drops a short sword at your feet. And begins to walk away again. All right, I'm, I'm gonna pick up that short sword. Joseph, uh, is that like a? Is that like Joseph? Joseph, go go south. It's an odd name. I'm gonna reach out and pick him up. All right, show me where show me where we're going, Joseph. So as you reach for him, he throws you to the ground. Joseph, I appreciate uh, how much you've been hitting the gym. But I need to know how I back in the, these beautiful mountains, where Gr- uh, Sludge Court is, and where I need to go. Thank you for the sword. Go south. The sword will do the rest. All right. So, sword. Why isn't he telling me where to go? Joseph is telling me she's just being super. I'm just laying down looking at the sword. He threw me to the ground. I'm not getting up for a second. Uh, He's already like a good 50 feet away by this time. (laughs) He's not even paying attention to you anymore. Yeah, I'll start. I'm going to start just getting up while I'm talking to the sword. So as you stand up, the sword begins to pull you down the mountainside. Whoa! Hold on, little fella. Let's take this slow. I don't want to fall. I'm going to fall. All right. Uh, uh, roll me acrobatics. Oh, baby, that's a 17. So, yeah, you managed to fall and tumble slightly down the mountainside, getting a couple scrapes and bruises, but nothing severe. <laughs> oh! Ow! Oh! <laughs> Sword, you're my, you're so much fun. You like adventure as much as I like adventure. Ow! So uh, as you journey south uh, while tumbling down the mountain, we'll cut back to our uh, paladin and uh, our fallen god. So as you get to the oasis, you see in the center of the makeshift pond another amber stone oh which one is this I'm gonna go up to it as you go up to it it's actually pretty clean so you can see into it it's a humanoid shape you can't make out who or what it is because of the amber color but you can see that it is a humanoid shape I'm gonna look around is there like a stone or something You've got some rocks, some decent-sized rocks around here, yeah. Okay, I'm going to pick one up and start trying to... Roll me an attack. I'm going to lean on the sword and watch her. (laughs) I'm going to stand in the shade. Thirteen? 
13, so you managed to take a, a decent chunk out of the side and you're hit by a cool breeze. 20, not a nat. So with your 20, you manage to hit and a large chunk comes out and you're blasted by a breeze. I need your roll make cost you save throw. 14. So you begin to be dazed, but you shake it off. Uh, 11. So with the last hit, you do manage to break the rock that you're holding into pieces. And the amber cracks all the way down the side, releasing another breeze. I need you to roll me another con. I fumbled. So with that, you fall unconscious. You become dazed and dizzy and you fall unconscious. Now the water's not so deep that she begins to drown. She just is everything but her face is covered in water at this point. Puny gods. So as the amber cracks in half, what steps out, Daniel? Well, is how is it where I was standing or was I like sitting or huddled, you know? And- you were kind of like huddled in a ball. So it looks like a man with short brown hair. He's got a little clean mustache and goatee kind of merged together. Uh, I assume he's still wearing robes, some sort. Look he's like. tattered and worn. Yeah. yeah. He's younger looking. And he, he's a little soaked now because wasn't Amber in the water. Mm-hmm. So when like it kind of fell away, I assume he kind of got a little bit oh, soaked. Yeah. So he's now a little disappointed that he's soaked. So he's going to pick himself up. And now I'm wet. So, as you look around, you see some familiar faces. Well, a face. Well, you see a familiar face. What does it look like? It's a face. Oh my God. <laughs> you see a human, female, about six foot four, with tan skin, black hair, and, well, if her eyes were open, they would be silver. With just whatever raggedy clothes on. That's it. Oh, when I do stand up, Mr. Minotaur. Mm-hmm. You, I am uh, six foot, and he looks to be about 170 so pounds. Yeah, still small to me. I don't so uh, you notice that the black-haired woman is none other than Veda. But as you look up, you don't recognize the other mysterious stranger, which, could you give us a description, Mark? Um, Baneer is a minotaur. He's got very large uh, horns, of course. He's about eight feet tall. Um, black fur. Uh, he's clad in what looks like might be plate mill, but it is worn out. It hasn't been cleaned. It's tarnished. Um, it's half buckled. It's buckled enough so it doesn't slide off of him, but like if he moves, you can see it like flapping and clanking around. Uh, he's got a glaive on his back that looks half polished, and a long sword with a kite shield that is tattered and uh, scratched and rusted in a few places, and a long sword at his side 
that looks like it hasn't been out of its sheath in about three years. And he's leaning on a what looks like a normal bastard sword. <clears throat> and he does have a tunic on over all of that, but um, because it is so tattered and worn, you can't make out what any of the like symbols or coat of arms are. But uh, as I look at him, I'm going to uh, snort at him as well, like you know, like a, a pissed off cow, uh, bull would do. Pissed off cow. No, yeah, we're going pissed off cow. cow. Uh, like a you know a, a pissed off bull, like how they you know how they snort, like they do. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that, and he's going to use the bastard sword to poke at Veda. It's dull, so it's not really going to yeah. do anything to her. He's not worried about so that. So you feel a couple pokes in your side as you come to Veda. Ow. Wait. What the fuck? Oh, shit. If, if you two want to live... Bye, Rose. Hey. You better follow me. I stopped me. I'm just giving him a look. <clears throat> Who are Yay. you now? Huh? What's your name? The name's Nachan Lear. The fuck? What? We got shit to do. You look like somebody I want to Have knew. you seen Nim? Why would she be here? <sighs> I say again, if you two want to live, you better follow me. Listen, we really do appreciate, or I do, appreciate your help, sir. Uh... I'm going to, like, start waving the bastard sword around to see if it wants to pull me any direction. So, you begin to feel a pull towards the mountains, and it's rapidly changing its direction towards the city of Lavari, but it just suddenly drops to the ground. It becomes extremely heavy. And about that time, you begin to feel a rumble. And something begins to rise from the sand in front of you and behind you, Veda. So, and I saw the sword drop, right? Yes. I'm grabbing that sword. You can't. It's heavy down. It's oh, it down. Like got pulled it out got of my pulled. hand. Yeah, okay. it's just fallen to the ground. And as you try to pick it up, it's super heavy. I'm just going to turn around, put my fist up. <clears throat> okay. Is there any, because you said there's like a lone tree right right here, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any type of like sticks, branches on the ground? Uh, Yes. Next to the tree, there is a, looks like a rusty mace and a thick branch. Yeah. I'm going to grab a branch. Veda, I will give you the opportunity for a perception. Twelve. So you do see the rusty mace and the heavy branch as well next to the tree. I'll go for the, the mace. Okay. So as you get your branch and your mace, so what arises in front of you, our grand paladin, is a shining suit of armor. It seems to be unoccupied, but moving freely. And in front of you, what has arisen is a short sword gleaming and pointed directly at you, Veda. 
So I need everyone to roll initiatives. So 25, 20. I got 20. Okay. So you're up first. So 20 to 15. 15. All right, Veda. What'd you get? Three. Jesus. <laughs> I rolled a one. Right where you want your mage to be. Tailing, tailing everything. <laughs> okay, so that means Veneer is up first. Um, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to um, draw the glaive and swing. Okay. Wait, yep, 22. Yeah, that's a hit. Go ahead and roll me some damage. Uh, that is six points of damage. So you hit it and you dent in its side of it and it bends with it and it flexes, but it seems to be okay. You can't really tell because it's an object, but you, that dent is heavy inside. So that brings us to Veda. This thing is five feet in front of you. Floating sword. All right, let's tango. I'm just, I guess, hit the sword. Okay. 12. <laughs> no, does not hit. <laughs> so you... Okay, I got worse. So, yep. Nope. Okay, so no swing. Swing and a miss. So that brings us to their turn. So, first one's going to take a swing at you, <laughs> Benir. Uh, and he misses you completely, Benir. Take a second swing. And he misses you again. You just are swiftly diving and dodging his attacks. Now the sword will take a swing at Veda. That is a 23 to hit. Yeah. Okay. So it is going to come in and deal two points of damage. And as it hits you, you can hear the metal kind of screech. Like it wasn't prepared to deal such a heavy blow. And that brings us to Byros. All right. So I'm going to point my finger in the direction of this Minotaur fella. Okay. And I am going to shoot a white ray of frost towards the plate armor. Okay. Bubbled. <clears throat> twice in a row. Initiative and. I need you to roll me a percentage. A percentile, sorry. Should have liked me better. Why is he rolling a percentile, Aaron? Well, because as Byros, the god of Magi, is now here an immortal, that means that the weave is unchecked. 81. So, you cast, and a burst of light does come out of your finger. I think a points. And you cast Entangle. Do you want high or low? Low. Uh, oh, I don't get to choose. Nope. So it is high. So that means, Benir, you are now entangled. So go ahead and roll me a strength. Fairly That's easy. a 20. Yeah. So you brush it off, but the vines begin to protrude from the ground and just kind of make the terrain rough. So that brings us to Benir again. <sighs> I'm going to take a swing at the armor again. All right. Uh, that is a 15. That is a swing and a ting. A swing and a ting. <laughs> so I guess it's fate as go. All right. I'm going to hit the random floating sword again. Okay. 
Oh, that's a lot better. That is a 25 to hit. That is a hit. Roll me some damage. That's 10 points of damage. As you smash this mace into the sword's blade, it shatters the blade. And what is floating in front of you is just pieces of the blade. Okay. The, so the hilt's still kind of... The hilt's there with a broken blade on it, and the pieces are just kind of floating there. So now I'm going to swing for the hilt. Okay. Ten. No dice. Dang it. Well, that brings us to its turn, and it's going to try to attack you again. Probably going to miserably fail. Oh, no, it hits. It's going to deal two points of damage as the hilt comes in and just kind of smacks you across the face. But it also is going to take damage from that, and the blade crumbles a little bit more. So then that brings us to the armor is going to try to attack. And it rolls a one. So it stumbles over and uh, needs to make a strength check DC because of the entangle area. 13 is the save. So it makes its strength check, but it does stumble over and fall in front of you. You now have advantage on attacks for it. Ah, right on. So, Byros. I'm a little rusty here. Let me try this again. Ray of Frost. Okay. Um, now you have advantage on this. I was saying. Uh, so the first attack, uh, I think I don't need the advantage because it is a 23 to hit. Does it hit? Six points of damage, and if it can be slowed... Like, if it's got a movement speed, it potentially reduces it by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. So, yeah. It's, uh, you blast this thing with ice, and it freezes. And then it slowly begins to crack out of the ice. But as it's cracking out of the ice, pieces of it are falling off. Byros from Diablo 4 is back. <laughs> so, Benir, it's your go. I'm going to stab down at it. Okay, roll with advantage. Uh, it's an 18. Mm-hmm. How's, uh, yes. Just. And that would be 10 points of damage. So as you, are you stabbing down or are you coming down on it like a... I'm stabbing down. On stabbing it. down. So as you stab down on it, you shatter straight through the breastplate and mm-hmm. it just crumbles to pieces. How far away is the sword? 15 feet. Can I take a five-foot step and swing again? Oh, wait, there isn't a five-foot step in five. There's a five-foot step. Yeah. You can take a five-foot step, but do you have a secondary attack to use? You got a bonus action. Yeah, fuck it. We'll just say about it. So I'll take a five-foot step and take a really big swing at the sword. Okay. That would be a critical. So I'm not even going to have you roll for that. As you come down on this thing, it just shatters the hilt to pieces and falls to the ground. Combat is over. So what you have left in front of you is armor that is broken and battered and coated in a sheet of ice uh, and uh, a shattered short sword. I need weapon. I'm going to walk back over to the bastard sword and try to pick it up. Picks up, no problems. 
I'm going to wave it back to the direction it was like pulling me, like toward um, the mountains and everything. Is it so as you wave it in front of you, it actually jerks you towards Veda. It's just as I thought. I'm going to throw the sword down at your feet. This is yours. So as you throw the sword, you can't let go. It jerks you with her, you to her. I'm going to walk over and drop it at her feet. You can't drop it. Like you let go of your grip and it's just like sticky glue on your hand. Can I try to like take it out of his hand? So as you grab it, your hand is now stuck to it. And now it's jerking both of you towards Byros. I'm going to walk over there, pulling. If she wants to follow, she can. If not, I'm pulling her along. And I'm going to, like, smack the flat of the blade on Byros. You're going to dodge it? Yeah, I'm going to try. So, attack? Uh, I would say, uh, hold on. Uh, Veda, are mm-hmm. you going to freely let him drag you? Well, I would walk with. I okay. I wouldn't be dragged. So you're going to walk with. Are you going to allow him to smack the blade into Byros' face? Well, or are you going to face? Yeah, he just said in. No, the like I'm gonna oh. like like in his rib cage area, just like oh, in his just body, gonna... just like smack him with it, like not like to hurt him, just <laughs> to just... touch him with it and see what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna let him because I know what he's doing right now. Okay. We're all gonna be stuck together, so. I don't yeah. want to be stuck in the middle with you. So. Strength or attack? Mm. Roll an attack. Okay. She's not resisting, so there's no need for strength. All right. So that would be a grand total of 16. I'm rolling a dex save. Mm -hmm. So I beat him just on dice alone with a 17. So I got 19 total. So he zips under the blade as you swing it towards him. Can I assist him? You can. Because that would give him advantage, right? Yep. No, nope, even lower. <laughs> She's dragging me down. <laughs> but yeah, but you can roll again because it's. Um... Are you doing it a second time? You're going yeah. for this next second swing, so yeah. Yeah, swing I'm just with like, advantage. I'm stepping toward him, just like swing it back and forth until I get him. Oh my god. Well, that's a twenty-one. Damn it! I only got a nineteen. I rolled seventeen again. So as uh, <laughs> Veda is now leaning in with you, mm-hmm. you kind of. He goes to dodge and it kind of to the side of his head. And as soon as this happens, you all feel a jolt of electricity fire through your bodies. And everything just fades to black. So with all three of you fading to black, that brings us back to Ampersand. So Ampersand. Ugh. Ugh. Fell all the way down the mountain, but I'm fine. <laughs> to the south! So as you point the sword, it begins to pull you so hard that it actually begins to drag you across the sands. I'll take it. <laughs> so you're allowing it to drag you? Yes! So you are going to pick up a superior amount of speed. As you go flying through the desert and a large dust cloud just kicks up behind you. Very much so. So as you're being (laughs) drug, you see something glowing in amber light in the distance. Okay. Just outside the city limits 
of this village you're 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 heading towards. And as you approach faster and faster, there are no signs of slowing down for this sword. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope they're ready. So this sword begins to just feverishly speed and eventually ends up driving itself into the amber, splitting it in two immediately and throwing you to the side. Ah! You awake to a shattering sound and are blinded immediately by light and only hear the screams of what sounds to be a man who's gone mad. So I'm going to kind of stretch out and get up and look around. And you see a man with a loincloth lying on the ground, just kind of rolling. Is he the one screaming? Yeah. What is going on? I'm going to ride down a mountain, and then I was going through the desert, and then we just, just stopped all of a sudden here, and now there you are. What do you look like? <laughs> that was so fast. Uh, Wait, like, uh, like. You're going to see a tall elf uh, with tan skin, and she has copper, long copper hair, emerald green eyes. Um course the pointy ears how tall is she she's about five foot seven five eight all right she just look i look i look really confused right now because i'm not for sure what's going on and why you're screaming i'm gonna stand up and i'm gonna pull my lawn loincloth over to the side and just start smacking sand off my ding dong oh it <laughs> gets everywhere and then what? you can't sweat or walk because then it gets all chuffed up in your, in your schmeckles. <laughs> and I don't know, was that your sword? I'm just going to stare at him with my mouth kind of gaping open like, what the fuck? Like, is he really <laughs> like dusting sand off his schmeckle while, we're, while I'm standing here? Uh, okay, are we in the middle of a village? You are on the outskirts of a village. So the village is about maybe 100 yards from where you're standing. So we can see. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you go get some water and wash yourself off? That's just going to chafe brushing sand off. Uh, You don't know. I'm glad. You don't know. It probably hurt. It probably hurt. What? Okay. Let's find out. I'm going to pick her up and we're going to start going towards the uh, village. You going to let him pick you up? Why are you picking me up? Why are you uh, resisting? Because I'm a god. I do as I please. Well, I'm a god. Yeah, well, you didn't stop me, did you? I'm just confused. Well, I'm sure we're almost there. Why do gods have to brush sand off their schmeckles? I don't know. Because I don't have any accolades to do it for me. That's kind of a gross job. Yeah, well, it pays well. <laughs> so you guys are having this conversation at loud volumes <laughs> while walking into this village. Aaron, I only have one volume. <laughs> 
So as you walk into this village screaming with her held over your head. We're screaming schmeckle. <laughs> you hear something that sounds like an explosion. And something zooms past both of your faces. I'm going to pull her in close. What'd you do? I didn't do nothing. I've been up in yeah. the air this whole time while you're walking. Likely story. I'm so, going to look around and see. Do we see like anything on fire or? Well, you don't see anything on fire. No, what you do see in front of you, though, is a squad of six men carrying what looks like some sort of firearm. Oh. Each. And one of them is reloading, and the other ones have taken aim. And that's where we're going to end this episode. No, we're not. We're going to keep so recording for another seven hours, because I don't want to get shot by some jerks. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Tune in in two weeks. Ah, fuck. Hey, everybody. It's the Almighty Grit. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We love making these, and we're going to keep getting better. Big shout out to all our patrons again. Thank you so much for everything you do. And thank you all for listening. You're just as wonderful. You guys are awesome. Incredible. We love you. Without all of you, this show wouldn't be worth it. As always, intro, outro, we're done by Joseph McDade. Wonderful artist. Go check him out. Links in the show notes below. And if you want to hear more of our ridiculous antics, you can go check out one of our other shows on the Robots Radio Network, Call of Cthulhu, Mythos Mysteries, or Cyberpunked our cyberpunk red live play podcast, or you can join us on Patreon where we post all our episodes ad free and exclusive episodes. Next one coming up, Dungeons and Dragons, Mad Libs. And if you want to chat with us, we're always available, always ready to talk on discord at the robots radio network discord links in the show notes below, or you can hit us up on Twitter at four underscore crit. And if you love the show, let us know, leave a review. We love them. We love to see them. <laughs> and it helps us grow. Uh, tell a friend. We love welcoming new friends of our own. Till next time, everybody. Keep those crits natural.